Welcome to the Boisterous Brothers. I'm George Rockall Schmidt here, as always, with Damien Benedict. How are you doing this week, Damien? Oh, uh, your steaming right. coffee. Yeah, no. half cup of coffee. Damien is the sort of person who says, "Do you want a cup of coffee?" And then he gives you a thimble. He doesn't give you a thimble. He gives you a, a cup with a thimble's worth of coffee in it. Yeah, but there's lots of water in it as well. Oh well, then, then good. <laughs> Thank God for that. I always kind of thought that Americanos were really weird when I found out what they were. They're just, oh, yeah? a, just espressos with. Uh, more water. More water, yeah. yeah. When I was a kid, in fact, no, I won't lie, not when I was a kid, until about six months ago, I thought it was called Expresso. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, my dad's a real grammar Nazi, and that's something that I've been kind of groomed to hate when I hear it, and I hear it all over the fucking place. You boys. hear Expresso? Oh, gotcha, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. All kinds of places. And I mean, I worked in kitchens, people that are supposed to... They're supposed to know better with food and drink and what have you, and I still hear the um, term bandied about, even by Italians. Expresso. Expresso. Oh, like, really? <laughs> really? I'm yeah. quite. I'm quite surprised. I. Do you know what? I. The only other thing I remember. I mean, obviously, everyone has these things that they mispronounce. They mishear. I used to say, uh, "Be more Pacific." Yeah. Yeah. Be. Yeah, yeah. I think you should be more Atlantic. Less Atlantic about oh, that. Oh, one thing that my Pacific. dad would always fucking get on my case about, and I. I never understood what was right or wrong about it. But the was word, your, your virginity? Was well, me in general actually, but no, the word "full," full, yeah, full. Because you would say "full." I don't know how I. Apparently, I was saying like "full" or something like that. No, nothing. Do, do that no again. Full. Sounds like you're going to sing about Skyrim now. Uh, <laughs> oh. oh. Um, but I never got it. I mean, I I would say "full," and he'd full. be like, "No, no, not full, full." No, it was that's the same what I said. thing, yeah. Yeah, full. No, not full. Full. And it fucking, as a kid, it gave me a, such a fucking complex. Uh-huh. I never understood what I was doing wrong at all. And I, I'm fairly sure I could bring up my dad and ask him about it, and he'd still give me the same fucking shit about it. Wow, that's so weird. Yeah. That's, that's, it's horrible. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 in hindsight, I, I used, I tried to believe it was a joke that my dad was just winding me up, but I think he was just that kind of Nazi. Yeah. Do you remember the song that went na 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 na, and the woman saying, "My man ain't got no money. He's got his strong beliefs," and I always used to think she was saying, "My man ain't got no money. He's got his trombolene." <laughs> trombolene. Yeah, I was like, "What the, what the fuck is that?" <laughs> no, I don't remember that song, but I'm gonna have to fucking get that fucking belter on right now. What is this trombolene that you speak of, and why? Why has it made made your man not need any money? <laughs> sounds, sounds oh fantastic. my god, trombolene, <laughs> trombolene. So we always start the boisterous brothers with an anecdote. I mean, or just mouthing at each other, yeah, whatever. Which is definitely the route we're going today. Yeah. Um, so my anecdote, very short. I had a boss. Uh, you you knew him. I did. Very well. Let's call him Nick the Shit. Because that was his name by birth. <laughs> if you look at his birth certificate, that's what it says. No, he, he was, is a shit. He, he was like, uh, he was like a, a kind of European prince from the, the 15th century. You know, His name was Nick. And it was like, is he going to be Nick the Clever? Is he going to be Nick the Watcher? Is he going to be Nick the Deceitful? Nick the Builder? No, it's Nick the Shit. Yeah, it was that or Nick the Whoremonger or something like that. <laughs> oh, so he was... Um, I don't know. How would you describe him? Not physically, but um, very. Uh, he was know. he was very camp, but he was also very in your face. He was he was very dramatic, very theatrical. He was uh, he he won. He was he was a business person, but not the best at it. He was um, he was someone whose friends behind his back would have many names for him. 
One of them was his lordship, mm-hmm. but we call him his ladyship. ladyship yeah. So uh, um, his he had this ex girlfriend. I'm not going to really go into him right now, but he had this ex girlfriend who he was still very close with, and he basically got to set up a, an escort agency, and uh, she'd been with him for years. She wasn't with him anymore, but her entire family would refer to him as Mister Greedy. Really? Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, out of affection, of course. Of course, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they didn't want to fucking, you know, spoil that fucking uh, <laughs> that gravy train. But they never said it to his face. But um, I, I knew this guy really well. I would go and work at his house quite a lot. Mm-hmm. I would see him every day for hours a day. You know, and, and for, uh, that lasted a number of years. Steal his drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Replace his drugs with estrogen pills. Um, and he was. He was like six foot two, and he was about eighteen stone. No, he would have been if he was six foot two. He was gonna, he would push that quite easily. It'd be like twenty, tw- yeah, twenty stone. And for anyone who doesn't know what a stone is, that's about a metric ton. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this what, guy what, was what like twenty metric fuck tons what, heavy. What do you think that actually is in kilograms? Like a hundred and twenty. It's a lot. Yeah, it's he, a lot. He was, I mean, let's say his waist. He had a good like forty, fifty inches. Yeah, and, and because he was tall. He wasn't obese. I mean, he didn't look obese, right? Mm-hmm. He looked fat, but he, he didn't have like really fat arms. He didn't have really fat fingers or anything like that. He hadn't got to that stage. I always think you're fat when you have fat feet. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because like my, my dad yeah, has like, a beard that, gut, right? But those, he's not the, fat. The people that have like really fat hands that you can see it here. That's well, yeah. Sort of... yeah, the same the same with the foot on the metatarsal or whatever it's called. Is that, it wasn't yeah, metatarsal yeah. in the US. Well, I mean, Nick was all right. He had a lot of money, so he, he'd obviously... He he would dress well. I'm sure he had a lot of that stuff was tailored very specifically. But he also had a very well engineered beard, which covered up. He didn't really have double chins. He had a complete absence of chin. Really, he had this. Uh, I wouldn't say goiter, but I mean. Yeah, he had he had a lot of neck fat going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, one of the the stories I I remember very brief story is that he would um, he employed me originally when I left university. Uh, which was kind of like the time of the recession. You know, there wasn't a lot of work going around. And he re- he employed me as a researcher. And he would constantly be, be saying, I don't think I can afford to keep you. You know, this might be your last month mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I remember he said that to me once. He paid me £300 a week, um, which sounds all right. But in London, it's it's not that much considering I was paying like 180 on my rent. Oh, yeah, no, it was like fucking that. nothing. I mean, I worked yeah. for the same dude. It was nothing. And... Um, yeah, and he said that, and then the same day he rang up this company called Diet Chef, which for three hundred pounds a week would cook all his meals and send them mm-hmm. to him, or like Jenny Craig or something like that. Yeah, and it was those diet it was all like super low fat, so it's like if that's all you ate, he would you know he would be thin. Uh-huh. But then I remember like on the third day he called them up because it it's like one of those things where you can supplement it with healthy snacks oh, if you want. Yeah, yeah. And he called them up and he said, uh, "I want Doritos, like stat." <laughs> no, he he said like do. Do um, not mackerels. What they called anchovies. Right. Okay. Do anchovy uh, anchovies okay to eat? And like the woman like did no. The woman was like a sales rep, and he got really angry as he would often do down the phone at people. And it took them it took them ages, and they basically said yeah. But then he ate like three pots of them. Anyway, he was he was a fat dude, and I remember sitting on his sofa once uh, with his brother. His brother was like the opposite of him. His brother was this photographer who uh, had instead of devoting his life to whoring and uh, money, had devoted his life to taking pictures of like Afghan children. 
And yeah, it's an interesting bloke. Right, okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. And a guy who never liked Nick the shit. And um it it came up that uh if you you're this size and you're this body weight, you're fat, right? It came up on mm-hmm. like a, a T not a TV commercial, but like one of those infomercials. He was on Facebook and he'd like clicked it was a clickbait thing. No, it wasn't that, but it was it was something like it was like advertising vitamins or something like that. Right, okay. Like, like a huge infomercial. Right. And he said, Well, that's my weight and my height, but I'm not fat, am I? And it's like I looked at Guy, his brother, and it was just like, What the fuck? Jesus. He doesn't Christ. know he's fat. Yeah, I mean, I suppose this is like a prelude to quite a few stories about Nick the shit, but I mean, this guy was in complete, den- not so much denial, but was oblivious to the world around him. I'd love to see what the world looks like through his eyes. It's amazing because he was very charismatic. Mm-hmm. He was extremely articulate. I won't go into what the job was, but uh, he, his role essentially was he would teach people how to articulate and how to use body language and stuff. He was basically teaching people mm-hmm. how to be better communicators, and he was a very good communicator. But as you said, he was completely lacking in self-awareness mm-hmm. at all. I mean, the people around him despised him. Oh, God, yeah. But he had this real impression of himself as someone who was loved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, oh. they, I mean, that's all, that's all it is. All I wanted to talk about this time was, yeah, was him not realising he was I mean, I, w- I would crash his flat as well, and I remember some of the f- uh, foods he had in that place, and, and you told me about, what, uh, yeah, he, he has various health health foods in, and he, I don't I can't remember how much he spent, I know you do, but he, he imported this, like, dried kale, right? <laughs> he, like, From America. Kilos and kilos of this yeah, fucking Yeah, I, I mean, shit. literally, he, he had a spare bedroom, and one wall of this spare bedroom, like... I don't know, like at least 20 foot mm-hmm. was taken up by boxes of kale. Yeah. And it was tasty fucking shit. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I never, I was never really into kale, still not really, but this stuff really fucking worked. And yeah. it was, it was, like, it was, it was the health food that was going to save his, save his life, essentially. Um, <laughs> and the reason it was so fucking tasty is it was covered in fucking cheese. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, you would sit there and you would eat a box of oh, it. Oh, right? gotcha. Yeah, and yeah, one yeah. of those boxes was like $5 or something. I mean, it was it was the most expensive kale you could get at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I'm sure between the cheese and the fats and the oils in it, I'm, yeah. even though it's kale, I mean, that's probably like good for like 500 calories or some shit like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm just interested because usually when you you meet someone and they're not aware of their body size, it's usually the other way, I, I thought. It's mm-hmm. usually like people who are like, they have a little bit of a belly, think, oh, I'm I'm horribly fat. Not people who are who are fat mm-hmm. and think, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, but I mean, that was just a pattern of thinking that kind of bled into a lot of other respects of his life. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, we can go on. But now it is time for Bilgewater with the news. Yeah, we just, we'll wet your appetite like that and that's it. <laughs> Leave you high and dry. No ice. Yeah, we're the BuzzFeed of the podcast world. I mean, have no doubt, we're scum. Yes. <laughs> Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Boisterous. This week, more Trumptastic news as Donald Trump increased the exclusivity of his American hotels by banning Mohammed Foreigner. Also, his attorney general said no, 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 to which Trump said go, go, go. Also, there was a shooting in a Quebec mosque. The Queen of Britain and her possessions glanced at someone in such a way it was determined to mean she didn't want Donald Trump coming here. Which is there. And German Bank was fined enormous amounts for mirror trading, of which it knew nothing. Back to you in the studio. This episode is called Guess Who's Coming on Breakfast. 
Following an incident at breakfast with three people and only two dressing gowns, Frasier is made all too aware that his father is still sexually active. Frasier finds this repellent at first, but quickly comes around. In fact, Frasier is elated even though he understands that it is not him getting sexed. He gives the city many high fives on the way to work and cannot wait to talk about it in his telephone booth. Martin and his woman, still not dressed, find out, and Martin vows that upon Frasier's return, he will, quite rightfully, kick him in the dick. Naughty Frasier. As always, he's, he's very he's Yeah, he's, he's disappointing, you were going to say? Yeah, I can't believe that Frasier gets away with like the shit that he does. Oh, and, Frasier. Yeah, I yeah. mean, if, if he existed in any kind of real office space... He'd have been fired a million times. He'd been fired out of a fucking cannon. Same with Daphne. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mind. <laughs> Previously, I'm Frasier. <laughs> oh, dear God. I mean, what's so, I mean, I'm used to seeing bad English accents right. from American actors, but right. that's, I yep. would say that's one of the most shocking. Yeah. Yeah, because so she because... is English. Like, we should say, because obviously, I think uh, a large portion of people who, who watch this uh, are me and you. Now, I think a large portion of people who watch this. We're the only surviving audience. Aren't, aren't uh, English. And uh, she, no one in England sounds like Daphne from Frasier. Yeah, and she's supposed to be from Manchester. Yeah. If you want a real fucking shock, look up what a Mancunian <laughs> accent is supposed to fucking be. It's kind of like they've tried to clean it up for an American audience, which is definitely a good idea. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, why not just have a like have a normal British accent? Yeah. I guess if they did that, she'd be speaking like the Queen. Well, it would just be, it'd become like a fucking Mrs. Doubtfire thing instantly. Yeah, yeah, but. But that's not a normal British accent. That, that... Don't forget your fun fun. Don't forget your fun fun. Oh, Frasier. Which, you know... We'll... Yeah, Frasier. Yes. Ten years of Tobias before he moves on to... Uh... Stinky needs a ride, Frasier. <gasps> but that, that's not a normal British accent either. That's a clipped RP accent. Mm -hmm. I have a normal British accent. You have a normal British accent. Really? <laughs> a hint of Australian. A hint of many things, apparently. Yeah, a hint of South African. I don't know. You sound all right. I never hear it, but I mean, I, it's when I listen say, to a lot of people. It doesn't come. It's when I say "crikey." Yeah, it doesn't come through until you say "good day, mate." That dingo ain't your baby. Yeah. Not even then. Yeah. What, what, the irony being is, if I try an Australian accent, it's fucking awful. Go and then try it. Well, again, what? I call it a chazwaza. <laughs> I mean, I. <laughs> it's a French accent. Uh, I don't know. Fucking English bollocks. I can do it if I get into it. It's all right. I prefer South African, though. <laughs> Can't, couldn't do any of those. Shut up or I'll kick you in the tits. Fuck off. I'll kick you in the tits. Fuck you off. Fuck off. You know, I, I don't think that you understand like quite what Zima has done. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, obviously, that's the one where Frasier blabs about his dad's new girlfriend mm -hmm. on the radio. Yeah. And uh, his dad's pissed off, quite rightly so. Yeah, because he like divulges every sordid detail. Because what Martin is not aware is that Frasier was in the bedroom the entire evening with the best camera at the time. Granted, it was <laughs> quite low res, but he got enough. You know, quite low res. <laughs> no, he, it I was, mean he's an amateur wind-up camera. He's an amateur photographer. He doesn't know how to set the light, so you can't really see it's Martin. But in, Frasier knows, and Martin yeah. knows. Like if you got like a forensic. Uh, pathologist in or, or something like that they'd be like well yeah <laughs> we've clearly spent fair, too much money on this fair enough your honor we we can't see his face but like i've studied the movements and the movements are exactly the same as mm -hmm. mr martin over there <laughs> <laughs> this is like mr. Frasier's just there like this 
He's well chuffed. So, uh, what do you have to say about this then? Like, like Frazier's got a problem because his elderly father has a girlfriend. Yeah, and then again, it's like, I guess, kind of over overcompensating. He's just like so on board with it. He just has to talk about it. He's... I don't know because my parents are divorced, and my my dad is um, going on seven, going on old. <laughs> He's got a million. He's got a nice blonde rinse now. And uh, he doesn't have a girlfriend. And I don't know how I'd feel about him getting a girlfriend. I mean, I suppose it depends if she was hotter than me. <laughs> or younger. <laughs> yeah. Yay! If she was younger than me, that would be... Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Gloria from Modern Family was his girlfriend. That'd be nuts. I don't know. I'd... I'd kind of be... I wouldn't be freaked out by it. Yeah, I mean, my dad is... A... I, I would, listen, I, I, I would be freaked out by it if she was, like, 30. Yeah. That, that would be weird for me. But... If you got a girlfriend who was even I don't know, my, even 20 years younger than him, whatever. My dad's a bit of a hermit, and he's kind of sworn off women after a very bad relationship. But, uh, I mean, the only really serious relationship he had after what he split up with my mum, which, again, I think there was a period of, like, fucking eight years or something stupid, really. Right. I don't know what he was doing in the meantime. I don't really want to fucking know. <laughs> uh, Lots of dogging. Yeah, but... It, um, Dog walking, sorry. But he ended up dating one, the sister of one of his friends from school, like fucking... Essentially years, years after, after the fucking, fact, yeah. Yeah, which is quite weird. But it turns out she was absolutely fucking nuts. And, wow. uh, yeah, this I don't know how much I'll talk about this, but, I mean, I do remember, like, when this relationship started, I guess she was kind of cheating on her current boyfriend. I, apparently, With your dad? Yeah, 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 who was oh. apparently was like an abusive plumber. Um, abusive plumber, one of those abusive plumbers. Yes, you know. Yeah, but you know who else is going to reckon you from Bowser? Yeah. Oh. From your ab abusive plumber. I really, my dad has quite a pristine beard, but I'd love it if he worked on his tash a little bit more, uh -huh. or some dungarees. Yeah, or his personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, some things are a lost cause. I can get, I can, I can let go of that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know how much I'm going to talk about this this woman because it's just generally... It's, it... Well, you keep saying that. You keep talking about her. You've not actually said anything yet. All right, okay. So, I mean, what happens was, yeah, she, um, she was in a relationship. My uh, my dad bought this fucking line about how uh, how she was in this abusive relationship. And, um, yeah, he bought it, bought it hook, like, hook, line, and sinker. But uh -huh. it turns out she was fucking absolutely nuts, as we'd find out later on. But as soon as she gave... Um, her an inch in the fucking door. That was it. Completely fucking. She in. moved in. Yeah, I mean, it was like a question of I'd he heard about this woman a couple of times, and it was right and about that... the time we were finishing off at A levels, and we were setting up to have like a few parties um, that week, and there was one that's going to happen um, like at the end of like a week at my house, and it really was the case like. Like the day before, he was like, "Oh, so I'm seeing this bird, and apparently it's a little bit uh, this difficult. bird, this bird, and he's like a like hundred years old." And it what really was a question. I'd wake up the next morning, um, and I'm like, "All right, okay, so I've got a lot of people coming over. I'll do this, this, and this." Get in the house. And I just walk down into the living room, and it is caked with an in, like an entire lifetime of fucking crap. I mean. She was also um, uh, a mum as well. You right. know? She was not only bringing... So you heard uh, about this woman and then she appeared... Almost the next fucking day. Next day with her son. With absolutely everything she could possibly fucking own piled into the fucking house. I remember she had a son who uh, obviously was dragged around with her. And I remember this kid sleeping next to, I don't know, what must be like a, a two foot high amp mm -hmm. that, that was screaming out rage against the machine and he was sleeping on it. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think he was quite used to it because as as time went on, you know, it became quite clear that she was, uh, 
she was bipolar and alcoholic and there was some there was so many fucking screaming matches. Uh-huh. I I would say like, you know, towards the end of my kind of formative years as a teenager, but oh my god. Yeah, I mean I, I kinda of think they should say you can be an alcoholic, that's fine. You can have bipolar, that's fine as well. You can't do both. <laughs> you definitely shouldn't breed. You do- <laughs> well, you definitely shouldn't uh shouldn't be drinking when you're on on I don't know whatever I guess she wasn't on medication was she? Well, she, no, it was on and off. It was like what? It's one of those things. I swear to God, like my dad had like, used to have to fl- like fucking hide it in her food, like she was a fucking dog or something. Yeah. Well, um, okay, uh, and uh, what, what, I mean, yeah. What, so I mean, uh, everyone's got like not a story like this, I think, but everyone knows someone who kind of just moves in. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of the male nightmare, other than be- getting pregnant, isn't it? It's. It's the thing of, you know, you're brushing your teeth one day and you look down and you notice, oh, there's like a bottle of perfume there and somebody else's toothbrush and when the fuck did this happen? Now I'm getting bored. Now I'm getting fat. Now I'm getting married. <laughs> well, that didn't really happen to my dad. He just he would have the shit kicked out of him. But uh, again, I think that's a story for another time. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, I, I never really kind of freaked out about this. So she would of... hit your dad? Kind of. They would just have like screaming matches. I do remember like there were a few times that uh, my dad, uh, my dad would wake me up at like fucking two in the morning because for some fucking reason I was so used to all this fucking screaming I could sleep through it and I'd get like the occasional knock on the door. Damien wake up at like three in the morning. I just need to come down and just be a witness for something. My God. And there were ah, oh, there were quite a few fucking. And my dad would every now and again would like fucking take off. You know, like the shoulder of his fucking shirt and just show me like the latest scratch marks and shit like that. Wow. Why yeah. didn't you just chuck her out? I don't know. I had this fucking discussion with him a million fucking times. And oh, well, he, used to, he used to say that he had it's something that's not really recognized as like a psychological condition, but I reckon it's a fucking thing. It's uh, I call it the Messiah complex, the need to fucking save people. Is that what he called it? He called it the Messiah complex? Something, yeah, something quite like, very similar to that. And I, yeah. I was like, that actually, you know, it's the, a the Mason complex. It's what it actually, actually is. It's like the first fucking thing in any kind of psychology. It's called, um, it's garden, garden variety codependency, the need to be needed. You're just helping someone that's just fucking lost, all yeah. right? And they're clinging to you, and you like it. Well, well, well I don't know. Yeah, right. And, uh, the, yeah, he kind of rail against all the fucking, the not-so-fucking shit, but, I mean, I guess... And she doesn't live with him anymore. Oh, God, no. I mean, for for, for whatever fucking reason, she managed to stay out. They broke up a few times, but right. they would wait, like, six months, and then she would, like, suddenly slope back into the house. But she had somewhere to go, then, when she left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. right, okay. Well, that's interesting, yeah. She never, like, officially lived... In no. the house. She had, you know, somewhere else to live, but she was just always there. Always there. Like a leech. God, yeah. Like a leech beneath the foreskin. And that's why you should get circumcised. Yeah. Join her run swashing mammo on the exciting conclusion of 40 million leagues under the sea. Oh, God. He's bleeding out of his ears. Damn it, Mau-Mau. Where am I going to get another Mau-Mau? Meanwhile, at the submarine pen... Dr. Pliffin, we're just about ready. Excellent. Once we've got all the papers and other goodies aboard, we'll set off a small earthquake and flood this place. Shall I get the seismic machine ready? Yes, bring it. Where is it? It was right there. Hugo, Boniface, Double Gloucester, where's the seismic machine? No one's seen it. It looks like it was dragged off. Look, wet footprints. What the? Leading up to that door. It's locked. That's right, I locked you in. What the hell? How did you survive the pressure? 
You'll really be trapped this time until the authorities come. I'm sure we can make a deal. We, uh... I've already released the security doors. My friends will be here. Any... Stop mucking around with that door, Mau and help us with this seismic machine thing. Jewel of Neptunior! Yes, that thing. Looks like we'll be taking their ride and leaving them down here. Do you think it's safe? They can't do anything without this, baby. No, don't! What's going on? You set up the machine, you great fool! I can't pass. Damn it, Mau What did you do? You've killed us with the machine that the bad guys were going to kill us with. You know what that is? Death by irony. I promised my own father on his deathbed that I would not die by irony. We need to let them on the submarine with us, or they'll drown. Right. Commander Major, start the sub. Hey. Oh, but Swash. Listen in there. Put the gun down and we'll let you through. All right. The gun is on the floor. Ah, the gun wasn't on the floor. Ah. Quick, Kitty. The submarine. Help. I'm trapped. Oh, I should have never fired a gun into a glass dome at the bottom of the sea. Help! Help! Forget it, Mau Mau. Dr. Pliffin and the other thieving sciency persons are gone. Well, that, that man seems to be. Just proves that crime doesn't pay. I think I can just about reach him. No time for that. Close the submarine hatch. Help me, help me. Listen to that. You can help, almost hear them me. in the sea. Full steam ahead! Oh, Swash, I can't believe we made it. It was a close one. Prepare to surface. Well, Inspector, it's so good to be back on dry land. The commander told us everything that happened. You did the world a service today, Hieronymus Swash. And don't forget Mau Mau. Folded underwear and my morning boiled egg may not sound like much, but every little helps. Yes, indeed. Well done all. Oh, Swash, I don't think I can ever live under the sea for six months at a time ever again. And who is this lovely young lady? Ah, this is one of the perpetrators. The thieves almost certainly had contacts on shore, and she no doubt knows names, locations, things like that. Oh, I see. Nothing a beating will get out of her. Hieronymus, what? Excellent. Take her away, boys. No, wait. Swash, I love you. They never learn, do they, Mau Mau? They never do, boss. They never do. Do we have any shrimp in the freezer? I fancy shrimp. You know, we are at the harbour. We could get them fresh here. Yes, but then I couldn't eat them in my underwear, listening to the croquet ball. We should probably stop off and buy some sauce then. Ah, an excellent idea, Mau Mau. Thus concludes 40 million leagues under the sea, but Hieronymus Swash will return in Moonswasher. Beetroots. This one's called Your Granny is a Man. Into the future, you and I. Mandible in tentacle. To a space and time of a thousand million colours. Where the world is turned upside down and inside out. And the winter's dogs marry the summer's wolves. Your Granny is a Man. Entertain me, sir. Your mother's mother is more walrus than man. Your father cannot become you. Second mother, only on paper, or in fantasy. And I say, my rugged coppery complexion, beaming beneath a tepid sun, let all be be, and call sea cows, sea horses. It is of no matter. A walrus will always be a walrus. Your granny is a man, you know that's unheard of.
And that's from Svetlana in The Hague. Thank you very much for that, Svetlana. So uh, before we uh, we cut away, we were talking about um, relationships. Well, your your father's relationship specifically with a nut job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that relationships are generally a little bit more mercenary than people and certainly TV and media makes out. I mean, you talked about codependency. Is that like not a legitimate thing, not a legitimate reason to be together? It's always it's always like such a bad word. Or... Yeah, it's cast in a bad light. But I think if people I think if people really evaluate the reasons that uh, kind of uh, compel them to be in a relationship, I think that's exactly what they're going to. It's some form of codependency, yeah. really, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I, I, and it just just goes through different forms. Like some people are just with other people for money. Mm-hmm. Or security, I think, is probably more acceptable to say. Um, yeah, yeah. I, there's I mean, just, uh, no, no one ever kind of seems to want to stay with someone who is going mad. Like you know, you get these people who make these stupid little vows in front of a, a short little man in. I imagine that short little man in a black dress about you know being together forever, you know, and for better and worse. But if if like one of those people starts to actually go mad and mm-hmm. like paint the walls with shit. You can bet they're going to be left pretty quickly. Well, you would think so. I mean, that was definitely uh, my argument with my with my dad. But you know, I guess he'd he'd had a, quite a hard run of luck, which was why I guess he was compelled to stay with something like that. But, but wasn't? Uh, well, I thought that was. Uh, I thought that that was not intentional, but kind of you know. I thought he was cool with that. Like he could have got a girlfriend before he did. No, no, not at all. My dad was kind of a broken man because well, at this point we kind of moved up north and we've been uh, we've moved out of London after his uh, career kind of crumbled essentially. Yeah, and he was quite a dejected man for quite a long time. His 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 self esteem, whether he admits it or not, was was crippled. And I think that has a huge factor in why he stomached the behaviour, that kind of behaviour from someone like that, because no one in their right mind would tolerate that. Uh-huh. I mean, the entire world around him was saying, what the fuck were you doing? But he invented this fucking thing to kind of mask it, I guess, that he said was the Messiah complex, the need to fucking save someone that was completely fucking broken. So he, like... he said that, you know, he knew there was something wrong with him. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. But he never said wrong. He said he, he would like talk about it like it's uh, an ad- admirable trait. Right. As opposed to a condition. Yeah. I suppose like it's an admirable trait, leaving food out for the rat. Mm. <laughs> wow. Oy. You paint quite a picture. He's a, uh, he's a very interesting man. There's still more. And don't get there? me wrong. I, I mean, he's my dad. I love him. But I mean, I, I have to question so much. And but, but as ab- I get older, I question more and more. <laughs> what, what, what about you? You've been in, uh, you've been in some relationships where you've, you've hated the other person. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I've, I've had... Uh, one in particular where I stomached someone cheating on me for uh, essentially half the relationship, really. Yeah. Granted, it wasn't something that went on. It was a one-time fucking thing, but it's one of those things I, you know, we kind of swept under the uh, carpet. And uh, again, that's just down to being, an, you know, I didn't realize at the time, but at being a fucking desperate human being. Yeah. Um, I hadn't, I had... Um, no kind of no career at the time, no kind of plan. Or now. Yeah, well, but I've I've got, I've got now you've accepted death. Yeah, no, I've, I'm accustomed to it. You know, this this thing I feel every day is it feels like home. So you know, I don't really <laughs> give a shit now. 
Um, and in that, I find a little bit more kind of self-confidence. At the time, it was new, you know. I'd, it wasn't shortly after I'd moved away and had a very rough time. I kind of was talking more about the, the girlfriend you had for like three years whose family tried to oh, fuck you up. Oh, fuck. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ, that was nuts. <laughs> yeah, but this was... Because you, you couldn't oh. tell this now, but, but Damien was 14 stone. Yes, yeah, no, like good, like no, five. I don't know how much stone is. How much do you weigh? Uh, like ten, ten and a half stone, something like that. I yeah, don't so know Damien how much was is... like a good, like eighteen stone. <laughs> it's like double. Yeah. The difference is doubled now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, oh, I had like a sixty-inch fucking waist. I couldn't see my tiny. I couldn't see my fucking chart. <laughs> you did have a little motorbike you would ride around everywhere though and a cowboy hat and oh gotcha yeah, yeah, yeah. and like my brother who we don't really speak of anymore <laughs> yeah. he was in a similar state of distress and called, we'd go around as yeah. a pair he was also called Damien but he, his name was spelt correctly <laughs> yeah yeah oh do you think we're friends because our first names are spelt incorrectly yeah that's exactly because there's no common right. ground other yeah. than that no. no not at all yeah <laughs> um, yeah so your your first yeah, your first girlfriend who you were with for ages, and you yeah, I mean, you hated her. Yeah, it was very kind of, well, it's functional. I mean, at the time, it was when this relationship with my dad, um, his his abusive relationship was rolling. And that lasted, you know, I, I didn't kind of clarify, that lasted for, for years. Like, I think it was like two or three years, something like that. And it was, a, being at home was a horrible, horrible fucking thing, because it was nothing but fucking... Yeah, so th this, you know, this Fucking girl. gin bottles flying. And it was, I mean, I tolerated being with someone that I knew I, I never liked, never never could love, you know, f almost from the get-go, oh, really. And she loved you? Mm, no, she no, didn't love No, yeah. not at all. But she... Why, why was she with you then? You were with her because you wanted somewhere to go. Yeah, basically. You wanted some comfort, right? Yeah, I mean, I think this girl had like some very kind of Disney ideas about relationships. Yeah. And, and you were this wholesome, lovely young woman. And oh, you you no, took man. her heart and you stamped it beneath your stiletto heels. Yes, that's exactly it, because that's the type of bloke bl 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 I am. Because you were a transvestite at the time. Um, so why was she with you? I, can't, I can never work that out. No, neither can I in hindsight. I think, uh, yeah. No, no some... but seriously, why was she with you? I have absolutely no idea. I mean, she did like have ideas about like fucking getting married and having a kid and shit like that. And she would she... not necessarily right. with me, but I mean, she want, kind of wanted that shit with before she was like twenty five, right? Before she was like fucking twenty, really, right? Um, yeah, and she was just—I don't know—I guess that was just kind of a life plan for her a little bit. I mean, she re never really thought about a career. Or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, I I met her at college, and she was just jumping from one course to the next, and it was just you know whatever kind of felt good at the time. So, yeah, I, all my relationships have been based around food. Oh yeah, good. I mean that sounds that's more solid than anything. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say more solid. I'd say it's more uh, more. You more make innocent, the food and more, I'll eat it, baby. More innocent than uh, um, relationships I've known. Yeah, because there was my mum. And then there was uh, school, and uh, now I need a wife to feed me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I do think that most relationships are kind of based on on some give and take. Mm -hmm. It's not you. You don't just fall in love with someone. There's always something on offer. Like you never have someone who's like you know a high powered successful lawyer on her way to the office. She falls in love with a hobo. Mm -hmm. She gets talking to you know the local fucking garbage man. It's it's always like people always seem to fall in love with people of a similar the, status bracket in, yeah. in the same status bracket in the same class. You know, it's not someone who's kind of you know 
decided, oh, I, I'm going to live as a communist now or something like that. It's always someone who's who's quite uh, not not comfortable, but, quite, you know, is able to help you in some way. Yeah, but people will say, will kind of rationalise that. It's about having things in common with someone. It's about know? having things in common with, with people and it's about who you're exposed to. But... You know, I would say it's, it's a lot of that it, is down to like bolstering what you think are your strengths and kind of right. And, and you know, it, it's like these these film stars who marry other film stars. You know, there are so few film stars out there. It's like mm -hmm. European royalty, right? Like you don't have that much of a choice. Mm -hmm. If you're an A-lister and you think, well, actually, I want to marry another A-lister because then we can be a power couple. Mm -hmm. You don't have that, you know, much much maneuver really. You kind of you've got your your selection of only a few eligible men or women. Mm -hmm. Right, you know, it's not like if you just go to a, a nightclub, you can kind of talk to anyone. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. But obviously, that's not for every film star. You do get film stars who who marry normal people. Unheard of. Well, no, it, the reason it's unheard of is because it's not reported. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not as interesting. Yeah, like Samuel L. Jackson, he's been with his wife for like thirty years. There's no story there, is there? No. Or entirely faithful yeah. as well. Yeah, he, I, I, I have no idea who his wife is. Right, but let's just say, yeah, he's been to his, he's been married to his wife. She's a choreographer. She uh, she does stage. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not interesting. We want the fucking the the bling bling, right? Mm -hmm. We want people cheating on each other, and you know, we want Jay Z and Beyonce. <laughs> Jay Z. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Why is he with her? She's like twice his age. Never mind. Let's not talk and, about that. And was it Kenny West as well? Kenny West. Kenny West. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny West. <laughs> was you know, it? I used to love love rap when it was all about Eminem and yeah. Eminem. And mine them, yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, I don't and, really want to... Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew. It's Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew is one of my favourite rapsters. <laughs> Especially when he'd solved those mysteries. What about? <laughs> yeah, so, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, is is it cynical what we're saying about relationships? Yeah, but, but I think... Bullshit. It, uh, it's not that they're bullshit. I mean, a lot of people are very sceptical of this kind of stuff. Um, just watch any kind of female-centric sitcom. Um, Female? Is that like a new gender? Female, yeah, yeah. Um, that's with my lift, my sexy lift. Yeah, um, and it, it, it's somewhere in between, like definitely not a man and kind of a man. Oh, gotcha, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, there are like a hundred other genders in there as well. It's a show, no balls and a and a vag. That's what it is. It's kind of a hermaphrodite, just, just but it's not pronounced. Just the large clitoris. <laughs> I used to know someone who uh, who told me that his third wife had the uh, uh, a clitoris that was the size of a small boy's penis. Oh yeah! Like my old guitar teacher told me that he I thought you were going to say my old guitar teacher had, had a, a massive had, fucking clit, had a massive clitoris that he could strum like nothing else. With. Yeah, and this gorgeous ginger goatee. Now he told me he slept with someone that had like clit as almost as big as his fucking thumb or something stupid like that. Sounds great. Yeah. Well, on that note, thank you very much for watching the Boisterous Brothers. You can download all of these podcasts from SoundCloud. There's a link below if you're not already on SoundCloud. And you can watch all of these podcasts because we film them and loads of other stuff on YouTube. There's a link below to YouTube if you're not on YouTube. Thanks very much. Thank you very much. Goodbye. I must go throw up now. Why? Because you talked about clitoris. Oh, yeah. Females. Oh, Bring on the chodes. <laughs>